Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. We all know there's a race to acquire more Bitcoin. Why not earn more with what you already have? With Tantra Labs app, you can put your Bitcoin to work with up to 12% interest backed in Bitcoin per year, currently the highest interest rate in the industry. So, how does it all work? First, go to tantralabs.io and follow the steps to sign up. Second, after approval, deposit as much or as little as you like. Third, sit back and watch your Bitcoin work for you at 12% interest back per year. Lock in your 12% now by signing up at tantralabs.io. Or you can click on the link in our show notes and on our website. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have someone very special that is an absolute OG when it comes to NFTs that knows a lot about what's going on, can break down a lot of things and can talk to something that a lot of you might not know much about, which are NFT artifacts. We have Adam McBride, the NFT archaeologist himself. How are you doing today? It's great, man. Great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, before we kind of dive into everything, first, want to learn a little bit about you. Can you give us some background on yourself? Well, I mean, I got into NFTs. I've been into crypto since early Bitcoin. Was around for the ICO boom in 2017 and 18. Tried to start a business. Failed miserably. And got back into NFTs. I've known about NFTs since the launch of like CryptoPunks, but kind of January, February, I got back into NFTs as like an idea. I, I always got the idea, but this time I was like, wow, this could actually be most people's entry point into crypto. And when the Mooncats were rediscovered and Curio cards were rediscovered in mid-March, that lit me on fire because I was like, holy cow, there are these NFTs from years ago, which have been completely forgotten and they have value in today's market. And so I've spent the last, whatever, five or six months just digging for those NFTs. Definitely. So let's spend some time on that just for a second. So you got into crypto, you start learning about everything that's going on. Why do you think NFTs were going to be the entry point for like mass adoption, for example? Like, how did you think that when people see NFTs, this is how they're going to be put on more to and be more receptive to crypto? I think for crypto, a lot of people it doesn't make sense. The idea of money, they don't really understand how crypto can act as money. Even my kids, like, when, you know, when I have some ETH, he's like, when are you going to turn it into money? I'm like, ah, ETH is money, right? So the average human doesn't understand that connection. But almost everybody understands collectability, right? We were just talking before we got on the show about going to the beach. If you take your kid to the beach, guess what? They want to collect shells or they want to collect rocks or whatever, right? Collection, collecting is something that's ingrained in our DNA. And, you know, I mean, rich people, it's paintings and antiques. Worst case scenario, it's hoarding, right? But in some way, it is deeply embedded in our genes. Every person I know, to some degree, has a collection of something, right? And so NFTs unlock that in a way that's never been possible before in the history of the world, right? Before, when you owned a Hornus Wagner baseball card, to be sure that that was a real Hornus Wagner baseball card, you needed whoever tops to say, yes, Hornus Wagner. This is it. And this is the grade, right? 
Now, blockchain solves all those issues. We're only just beginning to see the beginning kind of footsteps into NFTs and what that means kind of talking about today. Definitely. So let's now go into that. So the artifact NFT. So like you said, got in around 2017, 2018. We started some of the first wave of NFTs coming into play. You said you could have got into mm -hmm. one of the first uh, CryptoPunks, et cetera. But as of March, you said you saw some of the older NFTs start to re-spark up and, and come back up. So let's talk about NFT artifacts. So what are they and how are they a, a large opportunity right now? Well, I think what happened is myself, along with a lot of other people, recognized this idea that I've just described to you, the idea of digital scarcity and a public ledger where everybody can know who owns what at any particular moment in time. So the ability to trace something through time is critical, and that's what blockchain produces. And it's really the first time in history that this is possible, right? And so it's magical. And so people were beginning in 2014 to play around and try and figure out how to make this work for collectibles. And so you started seeing it first on a blockchain called Namecoin and then Bitcoin. But Bitcoin and Namecoin weren't really built for like a modern NFT like Ethereum is built for. Ethereum with its smart contracts. You're going back right now. I mean, the, the whole kind of rediscovery has been about a lot of Ethereum-based projects. So Curio, Mooncats, all of these like big names, what are big names now, right? But people, myself included, are also digging now very deeply into what happened on Bitcoin in early 2014, 2015, where you had basically a handful of artists who were trying to take this idea of digital scarcity and make it work on really a blockchain that wasn't meant for it, right? right. Uh, Bitcoin's meant for, you know, storing a value. It's not really meant to hold NFTs, but people were figuring it out and people are industrious and ingenious, right? So going back, finding those old ones and bring them, bringing them to today's market is super exciting. And that's just basically what I've been doing is basically looking for these old projects and trying to relaunch them in today's marketplace. Which is really cool. Again, going back and finding these projects, like you said, a lot of people don't realize that even though most NFTs are being built on Ethereum, that they were NFTs built on other chains like Bitcoin, like you just said, Namecoin and, and others. And yep. so finding a bridge to be able to create a little bit of interoperability to go from one chain to the other and bring it to a larger mass that can now have access to it, you can find some really good gems. So with that, I'm sure you have found quite a few. Can you give any examples of some of these NFT artifacts that you've been able to locate and kind of put out there? Well, we've done a lot. I mean, just recently, as of even yesterday, we found like a 2015 project yesterday and relaunched it. You can check out my Twitter and, and check it out. But really what I'm more interested in is, is telling kind of these timelines to think what we have today, which is a modern NFT, which in most people's mind means a one of one NFT doesn't take into account the full history. And the full history was more like thinking along the lines of a baseball card. Most people who were starting to do it on Bitcoin, thought about it as a baseball card. So when you bought, you know, a Willie Mays rookie card, everybody knew that there were, you know, 4,000 Willie Mays rookie cards, right? So people were thinking about NFTs in a similar fashion. There's been a long a history of a movement towards today's NFT, which is a one of one, this is an NFT. But I like telling the whole story. And the whole story is, is complex. It's not simple. There's a lot of gray areas about what is an NFT, what isn't an NFT. I like to take a soft lens on history. And I just like telling the stories of the interesting people who were doing kind of the work and the, laying the foundation 
of what we enjoy today, which is like a rich NFT marketplace. And you think about those guys who were building in 2015, 16, and 17. Look, all those projects failed back then. 100, I mean, nobody succeeded in 2015, 16. Almost everybody failed, right? Because the market, they were literally too early. And if you think about that and say, wow, these guys were pioneers. They were literally visionaries. They understood that the world would value this. And it does. In 2021, the world values it. Okay. And what they did back then, they were just visionaries. They saw it, but they were too early. And so telling those stories and finding those pieces of history, I think is really cool. And my view is that in 20 or 30 years, when NFTs are embedded in everybody's life on earth, people are going to look back, collectors are going to look back and go, oh, that was a cool project. I want to own one of those. And you will be able to own one of those in 20 years. And that's really super exciting. It is. And on top of that, it just kind of goes to when I talk about the greater crypto landscape. And when people ask about like, what's going on in crypto, what are NFTs, all this stuff, we're moving past the first decade of cryptocurrencies existence. And with any new technology, the first movers, the innovators, unfortunately, most of them don't make it, but they set a foundation that allows the next round of folks to come and learn and move faster and build something that is sustainable and can scale. And with kind of that in mind with these NFT artifacts, what are you seeing in newer projects that are having success that kind of use these NFT artifacts, like the basis of what they were able to build be able to create some of these amazing ecosystem NFT ecosystems that we're starting to see. Mm -hmm. I think it's really, we're still so early. I mean, when I'm having to walk friends and family through getting a MetaMask and what that entails, the whole crypto space needs to solve those issues. Those issues need to be solved, right? Because there's no way my mom is getting a MetaMask, right? It's never going to happen, right? It has to be one button easy. I download the app and I get it, right? I mean, that's really where the whole entire crypto space has to get to. So there's a lot of work to be done. Like you said, there's a lot of building that needs to take place. I think we're just beginning to see the first steps in interoperability, where if I own, for example, a CryptoPunk, that CryptoPunk can then be used in other games or fused with other NFTs to make brand new NFTs. That kind of interoperability, only just seeing the beginning footsteps into. We're obviously seeing it for like ticketing and access to artists and musicians and that sort of thing. And I think that's a natural first step. But the beauty is, this is the beauty of it, is that your vision and my vision of what the future is going to hold is inherently going to be so wrong. It's going to be completely wrong. Because the reality is, is that there are thousands or millions of people going to be building right now. And what we build, the future we build together is going to be far grander than anything we can imagine. Because if you just look back at the history of Web 2.0, you know, nobody could have predicted this. You and me doing a show right now live. It's, it was impossible. It was literally, technically, completely impossible. Uh, YouTube, completely impossible. These sort of things, nobody had those visions because from a technical perspective, it was completely impossible. It wasn't even a dream because nobody could even think that it was possible, right? And the same is going to happen for Web 3.0. I have zero question. So my vision of it, whatever that may be, is going to be completely wrong. I encourage people who are interested in the space, just be in the space. Just build in the space, make new things in the space. Because the reality is the space is going to be, it's going to be massive. It's going to be embedded in every person's life on earth in 20 years. Definitely. I want to co-sign that, that 
our vision of where the world of technology is going to be in the next decade, especially as it relates to Web 3.0, is going to be wrong. But we have an idea that it's going to be here and it's just going to be continuing to compound and grow in such a magnificent way that is providing so much value to people in so many new ways that we never even thought was possible. If you think about DeFi five years ago, you'd be like, how is that even a thing? How could you decentralize finance and provide so much liquidity and access to people that otherwise wouldn't have it? But now it's in everyday talk and now they're figuring out how do we make this more scalable, provide it to more people. And now traditional banking is even trying to figure out how do they make sure that they can be in front of this whenever they eventually have to, right? It's, right. it's interesting how quickly all of this is growing. But the question that I want to bring back to you is with everything still moving, even for people that are in crypto. So of course, for someone that isn't in crypto, the concept of like coming on and creating a MetaMask, et cetera, to like get one of these NFTs might still be a, a harder pill to swallow, but they might understand it more than crypto. But even for your crypto enthusiasts who are in the space, don't want to touch NFTs. Why would you recommend to them that they should be paying attention to this and being part of being the, the, some of the first people to get into this, what I call it, a amazing opportunity right now? I mean, look, my view could be wrong. And I, I just preface that. My vision could be wrong. But my viewpoint on the entire kind of historic NFT space is that collectors like stories and collectors, people who collect things will look back on this crazy time that we're going through right now in the history of like an NFT timeline and say, wow, those projects that were done on Bitcoin or Namecoin or early Ethereum, those are kind of cool. Those are, you know, wow. And those, those first forays into the NFT space, are going to hold value from a collectible standpoint. And the reality is that today, you know, we have 20, 30 drops a day of the latest, you know, board turtle PVP project, right? But the thing is, there's only a handful. There's only a couple handfuls of 2017 projects. There's like less than a handful of 2015s and the 14s and the third, you know, to almost none, right? We could be all wrong and nobody gives a, you know, a but if you do believe, like I do believe, that NFTs are going to be a big part of our lives in the future, for me, it seems to make sense that these will hold some long-term value. Just from being an artifact, being one of the first, any significant, and just bringing it back to the analogy of collectibles, think about Pokemon cards, you think about baseball cards, any of the like very first originals hold value over time because everyone wants one of the originals. I just I mean, look, echo within that. that, you have to be careful with, like, for example, rare Pepe's, right? I like rare Pepe's. I think the memes of rare Pepe's, I see Pepe memes every single day, right? So do I believe in Pepe's long-term? Absolutely. But you need to do your research, right? Because there are Pepe's with a million supply, right? Do I think that particular Pepe card's going to do well long-term? Probably not, right? So you have to do research. It's not like you just hit bot on any of these things, right? You have to do your own research and, and do what you feel comfortable with, right? Obviously. Right. And make sure it's scarce. So for you, if someone's like, all right, an artifact sounds cool. What are the things that you're going to look for? Is it scarcity? Is it how old it was? Was it the creators of it? What chain it was on? Like, what are some of those like characteristics that you look for? Did you know that Cryptocurrent now has its own apparel shop? Well, look no further. If you want the latest gear from the Cryptocurrent crew, please check out both our show notes and our website where you can get anything from a long sleeve shirt to joggers to sweatshirts to tank tops, hats, you name it. We have some pretty swagged out gear for you. 
So if you're in love with our brand just as much as we are, please check out our gear today. Sure. First, I look for age. Next, I look for supply. And there are ones with a lot of supply, which are still somewhat interesting. But obviously, a project that has a very limited supply is important. Next thing I would look at is the thing we all talk about, which is community, which is it's important that enough people believe in what's going on with that project that they're going to be able to educate, convince, talk to, discuss, and bring, them up, bring on new collectors into that project. It's very difficult, and I've helped others, but for an artist, for example, say an artist was doing an NFT on Bitcoin and they only had one piece of art on Bitcoin. Not to say we can't make that work, but we have to basically find one collector who's interested in that. Often that is much more difficult than finding a thousand people who are interested in a thousand different NFTs. Because if you get the thousand, then these people interact, you can have discords, you can have discussions, and they can tweet and talk. And their talking lets more people know, which makes more people know, which creates these communities, right? Having the right number, it's a delicate balance and there's no magic number. But I encourage you, you know, if you're looking at one of these historic projects, go into the Discord, feel the vibe, right? Hey, when's it going to moon? When Lambo? Is that the vibe? Because if that's the vibe, maybe you don't want to be there, right? But if the vibe is, dude, did you see what's going to happen with this? Are we talking to anybody about using this NFT in the game that's coming out or talking about, you know, and they're getting creative with uses and they're excited about the history and they're just happy to be there. That's one that you might say, okay, that ticks that box, which is the community of people who actually really like just the project, right? And that has a lot of value. And I think we'll have a lot of value over the long term. So definitely keep that in mind when you're looking and you'll definitely see them go in the discords. There are a couple of old ones that you just go in the discord and you just realize everybody in there just wants McBride to go tweet about their stuff so they can sell their bags. You know, that's not the discord you want to be buying. Right. No, I mean, that, that's a really good point. And we try to bring that up as people start to look at projects in general. You need to see, is there a tight-knit community? Are people talking? Are people just shilling? Are people just generally trying to figure out how they can innovate and help the team create a ton of value for the greater community? So I think that's a really, really great point. I mean, I encourage, I I encourage people. People say all that, well, what, what, what should I do? I, I want to be involved. I want to, you know, buy NFTs. And, and what I take from that is they want to buy something low and sell it high. Great. Everybody wants to do that. But the reality is, is each person who's listening to my voice right now who's interested in buying an NFT can add value to their community, right? So if they buy an NFT, they can actually add value to that community by talking about the project, writing a Medium article on the project, having a podcast about it, talking about it, saying what's cool about it, tweeting about it. All of those things which help build that community up actually add value to what you hold. So you actually hold some power over the long-term value of your own asset rather than what value can I add to this community that's going to make my stuff more valuable for me as well as everybody, my friends, hopefully, friends who are in this Discord with me, we're hanging out and having fun, provide a little bit of that value, I think goes a long way. It does. Having people that will advocate for the thing that you're a part of. I mean, if you don't have people within your community that they want to go out and tell other people like, hey, this is what I'm a part of. Here's why I think it's cool. Here's why I think it'd be beneficial if you potentially got in. Those are those strong communities that you want to hear more and more about. I mean, 
You, you want to talk yeah, about nobody somewhere? likes a shiller like seriously i don't know why people still do it like nobody nobody wants that right right people want to know about cool stuff and be part of with you know be friends with cool people in cool spaces that's that's what they want genuine connection and actually caring about what's going on and it's important and i think a lot of people lose that in nft land unfortunately a lot of people are just straight shilling their projects to buy low, sell high, getting it out, try to make a quick flip and try instead of for some of these NFT projects, yes, there's money to be made in that, but there's also some real money to be made in a HODL portfolio. I mean, if you look at some of the projects that came out in 17 and people just waited to this bull cycle, the ROI is just unbelievable. Dude, it's beyond. I'm telling you, like I, I did a tweet about it. I think it was a curio card. You could buy this curio card. It was literally 25 cents in 2017, 25 cents. It sold for 250 ETH. God, no, I don't even know how much that is. I know it's a lot. It's a whole <laughs> lot. The ROI was like 2 million percent. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's insane. And what's crazier is that like you look at traditional like finance and, and, and markets and whatnot and what has been outperforming everything, art. So now you look at digital art, it's doing the same thing in crypto. So that's the kind of the way that I like to bridge it for some people. It's like if you look at the real life art and what's going on in the world there and how it's been greatly outperforming regular markets. You bring that to crypto, you go look at some traditional crypto art that's out there. These, some of these NFTs or some that's not even meant to be NFTs or games or whatever. And you look at what, like you said, 25 cents to 250 ETH is insane. And that's four years. (laughs) That's four years. Like that's, that's wild. But point being, man, like there's a lot of opportunity here. NFT Artifacts is a great way to do it. Everyone listening, definitely make sure you go check out Adam. But as we wrap up here, man, with all the information that you have right now, the knowledge that you have, if you could get impart, you know, one to two pieces of wisdom to yourself when you first got into this space, what would you tell yourself? Buy more. Buy more and hold longer. Yeah. It's funny. And like, look, there, there will be a downturn in the, in the NFT space. There's going to be an NFT winter, no, no doubt. And I, I do encourage people to take profits, like especially, and I've advised multiple people who've had ridiculous gains on NFTs, kind of similar to what we just talked about. And they said, well, should I sell? I said, look, man, if it's going to make a difference in your life today and it's going to get you out of your mom's basement, like, yes, sell, right? But if you can hang on to a little bit of it or sell one, but keep another for the long term, you know, maybe empl- employ a little bit of that strategy. But definitely if I had to, to do all over again, I would have buying, been buying a lot more and holding a lot longer. It's interesting, man. Like it's a recurring theme that comes up enough times and for all my listeners who this might be, you know, fifth, 10th time you've heard this. How many times do you have to hear it before it becomes more real? Like I know for myself, it's very real for me. I call it my crypto 401k. Like I'm playing the long game with crypto because most of the time, not even most, almost every single time, almost every single project you win because usually you're going to go and look after projects. If you've done your research and working with teams that are trying to build to last and not just trying to make a quick flip and make money or even in the NFT space, these projects that are coming out to truly add value back to their communities and they really care, almost all of them make it in the long run. It takes time to build. It takes time to grow. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be ups and downs. There's going to be bull cycles and bear cycles and hot and cold. But again, if you persevere and you stay with a lot of these projects, they typically do an absurd amount of return. And again, it's just having the capacity to study, find the right projects that make sense, and also having some diamond hands so that you can hold on to actualize that in the moment. But just like Adam said, if it makes sense for you to take profit, 
No one's ever going to be mad for taking profit. You're not yeah, going to be mad for I, taking I'd profit. like to say I have, I have paper hands on the way up and diamond hands on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> That's go. been my method of operation. Like, you know, it goes to the moon and I sell it when we're 100 feet off the ground, right? That's, that tends to be my method of operation. You know, people DM me litter. I get DMs every, what should I buy this? I'm saying, look, man, I've been wrong so many times. Definitely <laughs> do not listen to McBride. Trust your gut. Find good teams, good projects, projects you want to get behind and then get behind them, get behind them, add value. And by doing that, you build your own bags up and then taking a longer view of your own portfolio probably makes a lot of sense for most people. Definitely. Awesome, man. Well, as we wrap up here, man, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all of our listeners here today? My thought, I'm sure your, your listeners tend to be younger, 20 somethings. My thought is don't worry so much about trading NFTs. Work about building something. Like if you love NFTs and you love the crypto space, get in the crypto space, man. Help teams, help teams build stuff. If you build stuff with people and you're a good person and you're, you know, learning and getting better all the time, dude, you're going to do super well because I think this is the most amazing space in my lifetime. So I encourage people to build, not just try to day trade NFTs, but actually build something. And I think if you do that, you're guaranteed going to win long term. That is an awesome final thought. It actually co-signs something I've been saying for the last several weeks, which is a lot of people think that they're traders and they're investors. And with being an investor, sometimes you get become hands-on and you start to find ways to help your investment continue to grow and make it to the ultimate place of where you're trying to build it. So amazing final thought. Thank you so much for that, Adam. Thank you for everything. What are ways that people can learn more about you, connect with you and see everything that you have going on? Just hit me up on Twitter, Adam A. McBride on Twitter. There you can find my Discord. We have an alpha Discord where I usually release, when I'm releasing a new, an old project, I usually put it in there about 10 minutes before I click it on Twitter. So, you know, you get the, the early look at the old projects. Awesome. Well, again, Adam, thank you for spending some time with us. And for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Hoyas2022. Not only is this podcast educational, it's exciting and fun to listen to. I tune into every podcast and learn something new. Whether you've been in cryptocurrency for a while or are new to the space, you can always learn something from this podcast. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.